Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? What are you? An idiot sandwich. Idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Congratulations, you're a meathead, son. But you know what? Don't ever put your hands in my underwear. This is the lamb Where's the lamb yeah, I mean, you really don't make friends around here, do you? I, I didn't come here for that. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Snap Back to Reality. I'm your host, Riley Ennis. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm sure you can tell from the episode title that things are going to be a little bit non-traditional this week. Um, we are obviously going to be talking about Black Lives Matter and everything that's going on in America, I'll call it my country, the country. I know that I have some people who listen who are international, so I can only speak out what I know. But yeah, things uh, things have really been kind of crazy over the past few weeks. I guess not really any crazier than they've been in the history of America, considering what America started with. But people are protesting, people are rioting, I have not been able to focus on anything other than scrolling social media and, um, you know, trying to donate money where I can, trying to make calls and write letters where I can, send emails, just really trying to do all of the active allyship and, you know, in addition to posting on social media, which I've been doing a lot of that as well. Um, So yeah, today I just kind of want to talk about everything that's happening a little bit, um, I want to also make this a little bit of a memorial podcast. So at the end of the episode, I'm going to be reading a non-exhaustive list, uh, a very, very, very short list in comparison to all of the unknown numbers of people killed, black Americans killed by police, but I'm going to be reading a list of names. I hope that everyone will please stick around until the end of that. Um, But the plan for this week, I am going to just kind of talk a little bit about what's happening and what I'm going to be doing with this podcast. Um, there's going to be an ad break in the middle, and then I, at the end, I'm going to read the list of names. So I do ask, please, 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 please listen to the ad. Please listen all the way through the ad. Um, what I'm going to be doing for the next, I think until the end of the summer, at least until the end of August, I'm going to donate all of my ad revenue to various Black Lives Matter causes. Um, Not Black Lives Matter specifically, but causes that uh, funds that uplift black people. So for the month of June, I have decided that I will be donating to three uh, specific funds, um, all having to do with LGBTQ folks uh, since it's Pride Month. And I'll go into a little bit more on what I plan to do later. Um, And then in July and August, I'll also pick maybe just some other themes of funds and causes that I can donate to. But um, so please listen to the ads because all of that money is going to go to a good, good cause. I promise I will provide donation receipts to prove it. Um, And I think what I would like to do as well is I will match the donations. So I don't make too much from my ads, really. So I'm going to match everything that I generate in ad revenue for the entire summer. Um, and donate that as well. If for any reason I stop getting ads, because I'll be honest, I don't really understand how Anchor works in terms of matching me with ads. Um, and sometimes the ads just go away and I like lose a sponsor and it'll be, I don't even know how long until I get another sponsor. If I do happen to lose a sponsor, my one sponsor, <laughs> uh, halfway through the summer or at any point in the summer, what I'll do is instead of um, donating the ad revenue is I will count 
the number of plays that I have for each episode and I will donate uh, I'll pledge a specific amount to donate I'm thinking 25 cents a play um, it just has to be a certain amount that I can afford so I only have so much money I can I can donate um, so that's what I'm going to do so that's just another way that I can continue to give to the causes um, just one thing that I can do so please listen to all of my ads <laughs> this summer I I try my best and when I record them hopefully they're pleasant on the ears um but yeah none of that money is going towards me it's going to go to all good causes from here on out um so yeah so I guess I just wanted to kind of say I guess what I will what I want to do is I just want to give my background and my thoughts and feelings on anti-racism and why it's so important to be an ally. Well, you can't be an ally. You have to continually practice allyship. Uh, but why it's so important to do that and to constantly work on being anti-racist, not just not being racist, but actively being anti-racist and what that means um, and what that just means to me personally. So I just want to give a little bit of my background. Um, I've always been the type of person, I think maybe if you listen to this podcast, I hope you can tell that I just, I want to constantly strive to be a better person. Ever since I was little, I've always believed in quote unquote, like doing the right thing. And, you know, from the time that I was like a little kid, I couldn't really understand why there was injustice in the world. Like I couldn't understand why someone would treat someone else badly because of you know something dumb like the color of their skin or if you're gay or if you're a woman like I couldn't comprehend you know for the longest time why like why is being gay bad like that's that was a big one for me personally probably because I was bisexual and I didn't realize um but of course I didn't really I didn't learn to be actively anti-racist as a child I kind of just learned to be colorblind which is a trap that so many other uh, well-meaning liberal people fall into. Um, so in my colorblindness, especially in middle school and high school, I thought that I, since I wasn't racist, I wasn't like actively racist. I didn't think bad things about black people. I didn't hate black people. I didn't think white people were inherently better black people. Like I didn't consciously have those thoughts. I thought that I could make jokes and say stupid things and that that would be okay because I didn't hate the person it was just a funny joke haha we don't mean it um so I have some really like shameful memories of things that I said and did in high school just because I thought that they were acceptable and you know I would rap like if I was singing a rap song I would say the n-word along with it and things like that that I grew up and I learned was just not acceptable so these are all things that I've done in my past that I do want to be accountable for um you know I want to recognize that I've definitely done some really racist things in the in my past. Uh, it's good that I'm not trying to like run for president or anything. Well, I don't think I ever put anything out on the internet too. Uh, I think by the time like I was on Facebook, I was I was not using the N word or anything like that. It was when I was a little bit younger than that. <laughs> Thank goodness. But you know, I don't want to I don't want to say that I've been the perfect person. I've definitely definitely made some. Uh, mistakes in the past because of my internalized biases and not realizing um, how to be anti-racist I'll say but it was really it wasn't until I got to college that I really started on this journey of wanting to actively like dismantle my own internalized white supremacy and be anti-racist there are a few moments in college that I can specifically 
think of uh, probably the first being my freshman year when I read Feminism is for Everybody by Bell Hooks. Um, That's one thing that I'll say. There's been a lot of really great conversation surrounding like books that people should be reading right now if you want to be anti-racist. I think Feminism is for Everybody really needs to be on everyone's list as well, especially if you are just starting out in terms of understanding privilege. Um, I think Feminism is for Everybody really lays out like intersectionalism really well and kind of just, I mean, everything is connected. It's all connected and really like race ties it all together too. So I think by learning about the different intersections of, you know, identity, gender identity, sexual orientation, race, uh, socioeconomic status, I think, I, I haven't read Feminism is for Everybody in quite a while. It's been, I don't know, probably eight or nine years since I read it in full. But I remember reading that and that being something that was really eye-opening for me um, and transformative for my feminism and really taking me from being a white feminist into taking the next steps to become an intersectional feminist. Um, so that's something that really helped me kind of take the first steps on my anti-racism journey. Uh and then, of course, 2014 with the Ferguson riots, that was a big moment just because that was another really big moment on social media where everyone was talking about race and racism and privilege and police brutality. Um, and I, I guess the thing that's different now as opposed to in 2014 is just that people seem to actually be talking more radical than they were in 2014. I definitely remember there were a lot fewer people who were having the conversations that they're having now. There were a lot fewer people that seemed to be willing to recognize their own um, complicity, complicity, complicitness uh, in white supremacy, um, privilege, internalized racism. Uh, It seemed like a lot more people were rationalizing, you know, property over people's lives saying you know like the riots are horrible that sort of thing of course there's a lot of this rhetoric going on now in 2020 but it seems like there are more people pushing back against that than there were um and I'll even say that I've noticed like I almost cried when I saw this there was like a kid that I went to middle school with which you've heard me talk about I'm from South Carolina he's what we're we he's what's known in South Carolina as a good old boy like he's just he's a good old boy he's you know I don't want to call him a redneck like he's just kind of a country boy um and even like this kid that I knew from middle school that grew up like playing baseball in the fields of like South Carolina was posting about police brutality and how like George Floyd's murder was absolutely a murder and how he couldn't understand how anyone would disagree with that and that's just something that's really like I couldn't have imagined five or six years ago that these these types of people that I assumed would just be set in their ways from conservative South Carolina would ever kind of be open to seeing the world for what it is. Um, and the conversations that people are having are a lot more radical than they were in 2014. Like, I don't know how much people were taking, like, abolish the police, defund the police seriously when that was brought up as a talking point in 2014 because – Let me be clear, I know that especially black activists have been pushing for these measures for decades, Um, but now it seems like people are really starting to take this seriously as a viable way of moving forward uh, to make our community safer for all people and especially for black people. Um, So 2014 was also quite eye-opening for me, just seeing the conversations and uh, surrounding Ferguson and 
the deaths of Michael Brown and Eric Garner, Tamir Rice. I mean, so many, so many innocent uh, people that just were brutally killed in 2014. 2015 with Sandra Bland as well, of course. That's just horrible. Um, So that kept me awake, I guess. And then in 2015, I had the opportunity to go on a couple of different retreats, experiences. <laughs> the first was a diversity and leadership retreat that I took. Um, I had to apply for it and be accepted. I specifically applied for it twice because I was not accepted the first time. Um, and that was really incredible. That was just like another incredible opportunity where I, I guess it's like it was me seeing feminism is for everybody played out in real life. Like it was me really getting the opportunity to meet all of these various people from all of these different walks of life who had these various intersecting identities, um, some that were very similar to mine, some that were very, very different, and just really have these open and honest conversations with other people about how these intersections affected their lives and affected their identity. So that was really incredible. It taught me a lot about anti-racism and how to be a better ally, practice better allyship. Um, And then I think based on the timing that I can remember, must have only been a few weeks after that, I went on a study abroad uh, where it was African Americans in Paris was the name of the class. And it was a one week study abroad over spring break. Um, And I will be quite honest that the only reason I ended up taking that class was that I needed two credits to graduate and that class was exactly two credits and I would get to go to Paris. So I thought that was a great idea. Um, I was one of only, I think, three white people in a overall mostly black class. And the other two white people were like best friends. So they would just hang out with each other all the time. So we didn't really see them all that much. Um, And that was truly, it was just an incredible opportunity, not only to go to France and see just an amazing side of Paris that I don't think I would ever have seen if I had just gone on my own because it was just focused on the black side of Paris of which there's like a lot of really really rich and interesting history but also the opportunity to be as a white person a minority in a group of mostly black people was something that I don't think I realized at the time how impactful it was for me because I didn't I wasn't thinking about it too much like I had, you know, like I said, I had already kind of awoken to trying to be anti-racist and, you know, trying to constantly become a better person, but I really wasn't thinking about race as much as I am, like, nowadays, especially, you know, over the past few weeks where you're really, like, thinking about it constantly. Um, And so I think, on one hand, I'm really grateful for that because I think if I had been, if I hadn't been, if I had been as cognizant of race and racial dynamics as I am now, I probably would not have gone on that study abroad because I probably would have said, no, 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 I as a white person am going to go on this and take up space from another black person, which maybe I did. Maybe that's not appropriate for me to have done. I mean, if someone wants to give me their perspective on that, I'm really open to it. But I, at the end of the day, I'm really, really thankful that I did get to go on that because it really did a lot for me and turning me into a better person. Um, and yeah, I just had a really good time. My classmates were really awesome. Um, they were really fun. Yeah, it was a really good time. And I'm really thankful for those experiences, um, and helping me kind of just learn more about racial dynamics from living them out and just experiencing them firsthand. So I've really always been on this journey, especially for the last five years where I just, 
I try to be anti-racist. I try to talk about race where I can. I am really making a commitment to talking about it more, pushing myself out of my comfort zone more. Um, I don't I don't talk about it as much on the podcast as I want to because I'm afraid of saying something wrong. Um, even just now, trying to get this episode recorded, I'm afraid of saying something wrong, but that's part of the problem is being afraid of saying something wrong and not saying something at all. I think I do. I think I have. That's not to say that I, had, I haven't said anything about race on the podcast. I know that I have. I know that I talked about it uh, especially in the 16 and pregnant episode that was a big uh race was a big dynamic there um I talked about it I think I've, I think it was back as early as when I did fear factor I think there was that one contestant who I talked about the way that they treated her I was wondering if perhaps it was because she was a black woman and you know they came to that she came off as really angry or whatever it was really like unfriendly when she was being quite normal like quite on the same level as everyone else um, so I, I try to bring it up where I can, where I like feel confident in what I'm saying, but I think maybe moving forward, I'm going to make a greater effort to talk about race and racism and white supremacy more because it's just so entrenched into our society. Of course, it's going to be all over reality TV. Uh, so with that, I feel like this feels like a good place to talk about my plans for the rest of the summer or at least for the rest of the month. Um, then we'll take the little commercial break that I talked about, and then we'll come back. I'm going to honor um, black Americans who have died at the hands of the police by reading the non-exhaustive list of names that I have, and that'll be today's episode. So it just doesn't feel right for me to be spending hours at a time watching reality tv for this podcast when there's other things I could be doing um other things I have been doing over the past couple of weeks which is also why I don't have an episode for today is because I have been at a protest I've been you know delivering supplies I've been making calls I've been just mostly a lot of it's been scrolling social media and posting and sharing resources and tagging each other tagging friends in to sign petitions and to share resources to share spread the word amplify the word um, and I want to continue to do that work I really want to continue to deepen that work I'm actually looking into doing some street medic training which I don't know how necessary that will continue to be just because it seems like a lot of the really violent protests have maybe leveled off a little bit um, but who knows I mean it's not the protesters who are escalating violence it's the police so as long as the institution of policing still exists in America there's still potential for violence so I am um, planning on doing that um, so I want to start attending more protests and sort of a, a support capacity I want to be doing some more targeted specific efforts and making calls I mean justice for Breonna Taylor her killers still have not been charged I want to continue to like write letters, sign petitions, really work um, to defund the police in my own hometown of Durham, North Carolina, which is doing an amazing job so far. Uh, we've, we've reduced the level of policing in Durham. I mean, I don't know too much about it. I've just started looking into all of that, but um, I want to do more work. I want to learn more about my local laws and what I can do, how I can help my community on a more local level. Um, i it's now that COVID restrictions are starting to let up a little bit, it's time to start getting back out at the clinic and start escorting at the abortion clinic again, which of course reproductive justice is so tied into um, racism as well. 
white supremacy as well. That's a whole nother thing that I could probably talk about on its own individual off-topic bonus episode for like hours at a time because that's complicated suffice to say that's why we need reproductive justice (laughs) like that's a holistic thing support black doulas support black midwives I'll leave that there for now um so all that to say I just I cannot continue to to create new episodes for the next few weeks and I just won't feel right doing that so what I am going to do I am going to be re-releasing some old episodes that I have put out in the past with guest hosts who are black Uh, So specifically episodes with Troy McKeady, with Kara Berry, um, and with Sonia from Rewind the Love. Um, I'm going to be re-releasing those with a new mid-roll ad so that I can collect that ad revenue and donate it. Um, And so I wanted to tell you guys the specific funds that I've decided I'm going to donate to for this month. Uh, So for the month of June, all of the ad revenue that I collect, as well as I will match it all, um, I'm going to donate it to the Okra Project, uh, specifically because Kara Berry recommended that one. Um, the Okra Project is a really great um, cause where they take black trans chefs and they send them to other uh, black trans folks to help them cook healthy, culturally relevant meals, which is awesome. I'm also going to be donating to the black and pink, uh, I think it's the black and pink bail fund. I think blackandpink.org is the website name. Um, the black and pink fund is, it's a great LGBTQIA2S, that's, you know, the whole acronym, I think, um, focused fund. Uh, it's a, it's a prison abolition cause. And then I, I specifically am going to donate to their COVID-19 fund to affect, uh, to help incarcerated people who have been affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. So it's going to help them um, get just various supplies um, as well as pay for like phone calls for their lawyers and things like that. And then the last cause that I'm going to donate to as well is going to be called, or it's called For the Girls, And it's basically a um, fund for black trans folks in New York and New Jersey specifically to help pay for gender affirming surgeries. So I think right now they're raising money to help people uh, get transportation to and from the doctor's office and for co-pays for them to pay for their uh, gender-affirming medication. So those are the causes that I'm going to be donating to for June and then for July and August. Um, I think once probably July resumes, like once we get to July, I'll resume making new episodes, but I'll continue to donate all of the ad revenue that I get. Um, So that's the plan for now. uh, And hopefully you guys are all on board with that. I hope that you can enjoy the next few weeks where I'm re-releasing those episodes. They're some of my favorite episodes that I've done anyway. I mean, it's been like every time I talk to a guest host, I always have a great time. But Troy, Kara, Sonia specifically, I really, really enjoy the episodes that I've done with them. Um, So I hope you guys enjoy as well. All right, so we're going to have our little ad break here. Please listen all the way through so that I can get the full ad revenue so that I can donate it all to a good cause. And then when we return, I will be reading the list of names in honor of Black folks killed by the police. Eric Garner, John Crawford III, Michael Brown, Azelle Ford, Dante Parker, Michelle Casso, Laquan McDonald, Tanisha Anderson, Akai Gurley, 
Tamir Rice, Romaine Brisbane, Jeremy Reed, Matthew Ajibade, Frank Smart, Natasha McKenna, Tony Robinson, Anthony Hill, Maya Hall, Philip White, Eric Harris, Walter Scott, William Chapman II, Alexia Christian, Brendan Glenn, Victor Manuel La Rosa, Jonathan Sanders, Freddie Blue, Joseph Mann, Salvato Ellswood, Sandra Bland, Albert Joseph Davis, Darius Stewart, Billy Ray Davis, Samuel DeBose, Michael Sabby, Brian Keith Day, Christian Taylor, Troy Robinson, Asham Sparrow Manley, Felix Kumi, Keith Harrison McLeod, Junior Prosper, Lamontez Jones, Patterson Brown, Dominic Hutchinson, Anthony Ashford, Alonzo Smith, Tyree Crawford, India Kager, Levante Briggs, Michael Lee Marshall, Jamar Clark, Richard Perkins, Nathaniel Harris Pickett, Benny Lee Tigner, Miguel Espinal, Michael Knoll, Kevin Matthews, Betty Jones, Quintonio Legrier, Keith Childress Jr., Janet Wilson, Randy Nelson, Anthony Scott, Wendell Celestin, David Joseph, Callan Roquemore, Deshaun Perkins, Christopher Davis, Marco Loud, Peter Gaines, Tori Robinson, Darius Robinson, Kevin Hicks, Mary Trujillo, Demarcus Samir, Willie Tillman, Terrell Thomas, Slowville Smith, Alton Sterling, Philando Castile, Terrence Crutcher, Paul O'Neill, Alteria Woods, Jordan Edwards, Aaron Bailey, Ronell Foster, Stephon Clark, Antoine Rose II, Botham Jean, Pamela Turner, Dominique Clayton, Atatiana Jefferson, Christopher Whitefield, Christopher McCorvey, Eric Reason, Michael Lorenzo Dean, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd. Thank you all for listening this week. I'll talk to you again in July. Bye, everyone.